Welcome to the La Petite Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Jen. And we are going to be talking about Thisbe, our other puppy. We talked a lot about Sam and um, his adoption process last time, so it's only fair that we give Thisbe her same amount of radio space on a podcast, podcast space. Right? Right. So, why did we get Thisbe? Because Sam was a sad sack. No, oh, sad sack. <laughs> yeah. And because I wanted another puppy. Oh. Yeah. It, true motives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam, Sam was number one, though. Sam was uh, pretty lonely throughout the day. Uh, we were yeah, both at a, yeah. we're both at the time working pretty long hours. He was by himself quite a bit. We had a dog walker come by, spend some time with him, but it just wasn't the same. Yeah, and it wasn't enough. I mean, if we're out of the house for 12 or 14 hours a day because of our stupid jobs and long commutes and he gets a half-hour visit, you know, it wasn't enough. Right. So where did we find Thisbe at then? Well, I don't remember how I came across them. I think I just did a blanket rescues near me search. Um, Because with Sam, he had to travel such a long time in a van before getting adopted. She was fostered through Operation Pause for Homes, which is D.C.-based, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Um, And that's ophrescue.org. And um, we originally didn't apply for her. We applied for a Jack Russell named Oliver, uh, but he was adopted straight out from the shelter. He didn't even go into foster. Which is great. Yeah. Good for him. Well, we filled out the application with Oscar in mind. Because uh, we thought his personality and his size would be a really good fit for Sam. Um, and uh, during the application process, we found out that Oscar was adopted. But hearing what we had to say about what we were looking for, she said there's this really uh, beautiful, sweet little girl. Her name is Thisbe. Um, and she sounds like she would be a really good fit for you guys and for Sam. So we had seen her profile before, um, and we looked her up again. And one of the first things that stood out was that she did not like men. She was afraid of men. Aren't we all? (laughs) Are you afraid of men? (laughs) Who isn't? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that was one concern. She had separation anxiety, but we kind of went through that with Sam when he was a baby, so that wasn't a big deal. Uh, so, when we talked about it, and we figured, yeah, this sounds like a really good fit for, for our Sam, we decided to have a meet and greet. And that's the first time we ever saw her. Well, in person. Right. And the meet and greet was at a local dog park? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. It It was was rainy. It was raining. And it was cold. She looked different from her picture, too, which was something that we weren't really expecting. Because in her picture, she didn't have this wow cute factor. She looked frightened and she looked skinny. And she just looked uncomfortable. Right. So in all of the adoption photos that they had posted, she just didn't look like that happy of a pup. But when we met her, she had been in foster care. Uh, The girl's name was Danya uh, for almost two months. 
So she was at least in a place where she was starting to feel comfortable, familiar, feeling love for probably one of the first times ever. And that's when we first met her. And she was just, we saw her coming along on her stumpy little legs, coming up the sidewalk, her pink leash, her pink harness. And she was very skittish with us at first. But she got along with Sam really well. And right. Played. Yeah, and that was one of the big things was when we met Thisbe and Danya, we wanted to make sure that we were able to bring Sam too, to make yeah. sure that they were able to connect and hit it off. And they did. Yeah, and uh, OPH was really great about making sure that all members of the family, including pets, came to the meet and greet to make sure that everybody got along before you make the decision to bring the pet home. Absolutely. And uh, right after this uh, break, we'll talk a little bit more about Thisbe and especially where her name came from. Stay tuned. And we're back at the Lopati Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Jen. In a previous segment, we talked a little bit about Thisbe, how she came into the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Thisbe, we get a lot of comments about where her name came from. Not only that, but people mispronounce it constantly. Mm-hmm. I've heard Frisbee, Fizzy, Thisbit. Thisbit, uh, that's a Fizbit. good one. Yeah. yeah. So nobody really, I usually have to say it two or three times before somebody understands what it is. And, um, it comes from uh, a Greek myth, the Greek myth of Thisbe and Pyramus, which was apparently uh, Shakespeare's inspiration for Romeo and Juliet. And she actually had a brother that she was put into foster care, or was put into the shelter with, named Pyramus, which is odd because they, in the original story, were, were lovers, not siblings, so kind of gross. Um <laughs> But we decided to keep it, you know, because we thought it was interesting and it kind of, I think it fit her a little. So obviously Thisbe plays the Romeo part, right? Oh, I don't remember. Well, so I think it starts out with her, no, yes, she was going to meet Pyramus, right? Right. Help me out here, Bloomfield. You got Uh, the computer open. Fair enough. (laughs) So, so the, the Greek story is Metamorphosis, or Metamorphoses Ovid. By, uh, by Ovid. Ovid yeah. And uh, she lived in Babylon and was the lover of Pyramus. But they both kind of lived in connected houses, and they would communicate to each other through the, uh, the walls because their families did not want them uh, talking to each other. Right, they were dueling families. Exactly. But they were in love. And what they decided to do when they're in love, constantly meet when they when their parents weren't around, late at night, X Y Z, yada yada yada. So they went to a uh, nearby tomb under a mulberry tree. Thisbe arrived first. What ended up happening? Uh, I think uh, the story goes that she sees a lion who has just eaten his freshly killed prey, and his mouth is all bloody, and she screams and runs away and loses her veil in the process. Um, the lion tears up the veil, there's blood all over it, so when Pyramus comes down, he sees a bloody veil, a bloody mouth lion, and just assumes that she's been gulped down in her entirety, and falls on his sword. I can't live without my Thisbe. I know that feeling. So he falls on his sword, she comes back, finds him dead, and 
She kills herself with his sword too, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I don't remember how this, the rest of it goes with the mulberry bush. Right. So when he fell on the sword, his blood washed over the white mulberries. So Thisbe comes back around, kills herself. The gods are mourning. And they decide to turn mulberries into a dark purple slash red plumish color. And that's where we get the color of mulberries. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get Bisbee's name. That's Bisbee's namesake. So we often have to explain what it is. And I usually just say, oh, you know, it's from Greek mythology. Oh, okay, that's cool. And the conversation ends on. I don't really have to go into too much detail. But it's a cool story. I thought it was a really unique name. And... Somehow or other, she ends up looking like a Thisbe. If you want to know what a Thisbe looks like, check out her picture on our website. She's pretty stinking cute. The website is? It's uh, lapawteet.com. Facebook? Yeah, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Everything. We're yeah. connected. We're, so- we're socially connected in the 21st century. We're famous. Really no big deal. Uh, but yeah, we're taking over the world. Step two is this podcast. So watch out, people. We're coming for you. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Thisbe, uh, especially her personality with Sam. Sam is the alpha dog coming in. Yeah, the only uh, child. The only child. And Thisbe kind of disrupted that a little bit. So we'll talk a little bit about that and uh, how everything's going with that about six months down the line. Six months already, yeah. Yeah, there you go. And we'll be right back. And we're back at the La Petite podcast. Thisbe is carefully perched on my lap giving me kisses <laughs> which is her favorite thing to do her favorite thing to do <laughs> and since we're talking about Thisbe on this podcast we're going to talk a little bit about her personality mm-hmm. she was uh, very mousy she liked to get in, she liked to get into stuff but keep her distance at the same time yeah she uh has a history of being very skittish with strangers especially men and she still only has eyes for daddy um she still has trouble making friends with strangers and she she's getting a lot better but when she first came to us if she saw a man um like for instance when i took her to get her first harness uh she she acted frightened she just acted scared flipped her shit yeah so we know that she was in foster care twice. She was adopted out, returned, uh, adopted out again, and then we got her when she was returned for a second time. Um, and a lot of it was I. One family really wanted her, but they decided at the last minute they weren't ready, and the other family returned her because of her separation anxiety, which hers was pretty severe. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but it, it's been a, a real, a really rewarding experience watching her turn from scared of everything into basically the ruler of this house now. Yeah, she's running the game. Yeah. Absolutely. And our big fear when we got this was with her personality, Sam was going to overpower her mm-hmm. and just make her feel not welcome, that she shouldn't be around here. And we didn't want that whatsoever. Yeah, and one of the things that I really wasn't prepared for, because there's not a whole lot of material out there when you're looking to adopt a second dog on multi-dog households. It's all about training your puppy, getting him to be obedient, 
Um, but what do you do when you have more than one? So there wasn't a whole lot of information out there for me to feel like I was prepared enough. But the other thing is too, that even if things go well on the first, second, third meet and greet, when we got her home, mm-hmm. Sam, he, he, he said, this is my house. I don't want to share it. I don't want to share my toys. I don't want to share my parents. This is my sofa. He just wasn't having it. And your vacation was denied from work, too. So it wasn't yeah. like you can kind of stay home and monitor the situation and see how they're going to interact. It was right. literally to the wolves. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't take a vacation until two or three days after we had brought her home, which was not the original plan. Um, because knowing that she had severe social or social anxiety, well, that too, separation anxiety, I wanted to be here with her for at least a full week working on that before she was left alone for any great length of time. Unfortunately, that didn't work out that way. And because Sam was showing a lot of irritation toward her, uh, we had to keep them separate for the first few days. Um, But that next week, I worked very, very slowly toward getting her to be okay by herself. And I literally had to start out with 10 seconds. 10 seconds of leaving the house and coming back in and pretending like it was no big deal. And build up to 20, 30, 40 seconds until I could go out and weed the backyard without her trying to bust through the door. And it was a pretty violent separation anxiety to the point where... Right. She was clawing the, the walls. We were afraid that she was going to hurt herself because she would want to get closer to us or she, closer to Sam or closer to anything, really. throw herself against the door. Right. So that was a big takeaway right there is if you're dealing with a puppy that has uh, separation anxiety... You don't leave him by himself for half an hour and then come back. No, you have to slowly work up. Of course, depending on the severity of their social efforts. I keep saying that. Their uh, separation anxiety. Um, You know, it depends on where you're going to have to start and how long you're away before you can come back. But the key is to slowly build up. And every time you leave, no big deal. Every time you come back, no big deal. Um, she's still really ecstatic every time we walk through the door, but she doesn't make a peep when we leave now. And that, and I think being with Sam has really helped that too. They've really created a very strong bond. When we went from thinking, oh God, what have we done, to now they just can't be without each other. Absolutely. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about her personality and how she interacts with other dogs, especially big dogs. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the La Petite Podcast. We talked a little bit about Thisbe, where we uh, got her, where her name comes from. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about her personality with uh, other puppies outside of Sam. So um, she goes to daycare with me. They both go to daycare with me. my other job in the mornings. And um, when I first took them, I thought their roles would be reversed than what they are now. Sam is the more assertive one, um, at least here, and usually... Usually at the dog park when I first started taking them. So I was a little scared about Thisbe going. But as it turns out, um, she rules the roost there too. And she is not afraid of big dogs. She gets along with all kinds of different dogs. Size-wise, temperament-wise. It's really fun to see. And just to put it into perspective, Thisbe is a uh, Jack Russell mix. Looks possibly with a chihuahua or some sort. But she's really low to the ground, stumpy legs, and about 18 pounds soaking wet. So when she's given the business to a 60, 70, 80 pound dog, it's, it's kind of funny. 
And she's got a bark <laughs> that will scare the bejesus out of you. Yeah, her squirrel bark. Yeah. Yeah, she's a, she's a true terrier. She goes after little critters. And uh, she uses that bark in play as well. So it sounds more vicious than it actually is. She's just, and she'll do it to Sam too. If Sam's just laying on the couch, minding his own business, and she wants to play, she'll start doing the play growl. And she does that a lot at daycare. Um, and she can be a little pushy about when she wants to play. Sometimes when it's heading toward 11, 11.30, we bring the dog up for some rest time. Disney doesn't like that. She wants to keep playing, and she'll kind of get in other dogs' faces about it. Oh, like, come on, let's play, let's, let's come play. Come on and play. I don't care if you're tired. Playtime is not over till Disney says it's over. So, yeah, it's really cute, but um, because of the way that our play yard is set up, it's a um, fully integrated play group, meaning that there's no size or temperament. Uh, differentiations there they all play in one big group so I do have to take precautions with her not because I don't think she can fend for herself but because she is so tiny and especially compared to some of the big dogs that we have that the 120 30 pounders that although they're gentle in play style they could easily you know run into her trample her unintentionally just do some damage because of her size because she's so small because she's so feisty she doesn't know when to back off so, um, yeah, I do have to take precautionary measures a lot with her. Um, so if I know that it's going to be a rambunctious big dog group one day, she gets to stay home with Sam. Um, or if there are two of us, we'll split into small dog group and big dog group, and I get to take the small guys. And she gets to play up there. And Sam is always much more comfortable around the small pups. His size are smaller. Um, so he usually comes up with us, the small group. Too. Well, he likes to be pushy. He likes to be... The big man yeah. on campus. Yeah. He doesn't like the, the other dogs barking in his face, especially big dogs barking in his face. Yeah, he gets intimidated. Bisbee does not. I don't think she knows the meaning of that word. <laughs> not that she speaks English. But um, she she's a feisty little girl, and she does not even take into account another dog's size. And she's got to be in the middle of all the action. She likes to, especially chase games, she loves to get into chase games, which is one of the reasons I, you know, fear that she might get trampled by the big guys. But she is right in the middle of the action no matter what. She could be taking a nap, laying down, being chill, chase game gets started, she's up and at it. Now, I hate people. I'll be honest, I hate people. Yeah, me too. Jen hates people. Disby hates people. But when someone yells in my face, the first thing I want to do is punch him. How does this bee react when a dog just comes up and just starts barking in her face? She gets pretty loud in return, and she does a lunge bark, which is it's kind of cute and funny um, because she's so stumpy. She kind of puffs herself up and um, does a lunge bark where she kind of comes forward and barks and does her little growl. And basically what she's saying is, I don't appreciate the tone of your voice. Don't talk to me that way. Um, And we have one dog that she really put in her place, which I had never seen anybody else do before. And that's our Thisbe. That's a future story. 